The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to. That's right, infidels. You found us here, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, where you get the most real talk, the best reviews of all your favorite wrestling shows from AEW and WWE, Impact, and more, because we're going to break it all down with the best staff in professional wrestling at HMG. So you don't need to go anywhere else, because there's no five stars here. There's only $5 face slaps, infidel. Hello, Walker! So sign up today, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, and join the Hameen Army for the most real talk in professional wrestling. YOLO! souls around this ring here tonight. Oh. High angle, elbow drops. more intense for the moment here, our main event tonight on Collision, here on TNT. Jim Ross, Tony Schiavone, Nigel McGinnis with you, and thank you for being with us. Eight-man tag team match. Nigel has been on the verge of becoming out of control on more than one occasion. As you talk about, it was dissolving at ringside as Prince Nana there, getting involved. FTR, LFI, eager to get back into this matchup, and of course it came from just last week where we saw Ricky Starks had beaten Dax in the match with the House of Black watching. They came in the ring, then LFI got involved. Come on! Chaos ensued. 
and it has carried on here tonight. Well, and of course, we saw House of Black watching on earlier tonight from the uh, stands here in Wichita. But right now, Ricky Stark's making a little bit of a comeback here, guys. Well, we saw this earlier tonight. This is how you do it. The originator of the top rope. Ricky Stokes comes off down on Dax Harwan. Amazingly athletic, great balance. You just don't fall off the turnip truck and learn how to do that. Oh, you take an a look at this. Oh, oh. across the apron. Where does Ricky Stark come up with this stuff? One, two, two, two count. And he didn't remember to hook the leg. He did everything right. Just a little too much Dax on that exchange. You know what's amazing that Ricky Starks and now Big Builders in the ring of World Tag Team Champions, the fact they have a team that much together. Ricky Starks has picked up our guest headset here. Oh, fantastic. I, I guess he wants to Yeah, take. well, you're not doing a good enough job for me. I want to give a shout out to my friend Big Bill again. Man, what a guy. I feel like I've known him forever, but it's only been two weeks. Okay, thank you very much. Hey, don't don't brush me off. You may want to go back to your corner because you are in a wrestling match. I'm no, for my give him your seat, Tony. Let him sit down. We are, but sometimes you got to do it yourself. Okay, well, that's Big Bill. He's a world champion. Took a big chance there to the big man on seven feet tall. When a seven-footer leaves his feet, he better have some good odds. That's right. And quickly, oh, no. Dax will bring in Roosh. Here comes that apple. Oh, Roosh, headbutt from the bull. Oh, and a uh, big elbow shot. And a big knee from Roosh. Oh. He's taking it all of them. Roosh. Roosh is like a wild animal. Let out of a cage. With all this pent up emotion. The horns. No. No. Like it. Oh, he really chipped off Ricky Starks. Oh, and a power slam. Roosh made it in man. One, two, no. Oh, Ricky Starks still alive. That's about a half a count away for old Rick. Man. All right. Come on, Ricky. Fans, on sale now, our final pay-per-view of the year, AEW World's End for the Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum. Tickets went on sale yesterday, Saturday, December 30th. Tickets on sale now at AEWTIX.com. But Nigel, that's not all we got going. Finally not, we are on Wednesday, 24th of August next year. Tickets are gonna be available December the 1st, where you can sign up to get early access at ticketmaster.co.uk slash AEW Wembley 2024. Wow, going back to Wembley. One, two, they're all in this main event. And um, Oh, headbutt. These are two big men, ladies and gentlemen. Two, a 300-pounder and one that's probably not oh. that far from it, or soon will be. What a win that would have been for Roosh over the world champions. What a good shot. Wow, look at that. Tell Leona, the speed all the way over the top, but now. Very athletic. Oh. Forearm shot. Try to disc his elbow that time, but he picked him up! Big Bill! And that's a intimidating look from Big Bill. Down, oh, no, 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 no. They were trying for the big rig that time, but no, Big Bill was just too much, too big to get up right then. Well, the former champions oh. trying to make a statement instead. The current champion. And now... You gotta bring your lunch if you're gonna take on Big Bill. I can tell you that right now. He's getting better and better every single week. Yeah, what a comeback it has been for Roosh here tonight. Oh, yeah. Release German suplex that time for Roosh. 
Former Ring of Honor champion has certainly shown something. He's returned to action here. Absolutely. A lot of momentum behind him, there is no question. Roosh. Here we go, the bull and the horns. No, Ricky with the oh, Out of nowhere. Ricky Starks just exploded, Tony. Met Roosh with a spear. And as you can see, both men are down. The world champion with a huge move in our main event tonight. Here it Take is again. one more look. Roosh was coming in, but instead, Pretty Ricky got the job done. And now Bishop Khan is in. Fans start their this is awesome chant. We've got just eight phenomenal athletes going down to watch out from behind. Look out here. Well, there's some cohesion. Yes, down the other side. Helped. But no, it's Mitch Khan! Sending Ricky on the outside. Or Ricky, that is, sending him on the outside. And now, Rush is the team. legal man. Standing switch by Mitch Khan! Oh, man! Big thrust kick caught him. Right on the jaw. Makes a very uncomfortable noise. Get out of there, Ricky. Big discus swinging right hand by Roach. Roach will make a tag to Dax. Now, former AEW Tag Team Champion in there for the Ring of Honor six-man Tag Team Champion. Dax makes a tag back to Roach. And a pickup. Oh! oh wow. That's got to be it. That's got to be it. Roach! Now he down to the big ring. Oh, it's a human demolition derby here. Bodies flying, crashing everywhere. Roosh, still the legal man in the ring. Fans chanting his name. Want to come back and spin it now. If you match with the bull, you get the horn. Bishop Khan is down. Roosh, one, two, three. I got it. My God. What a comeback. What a return. Demonstrative victory for the leader of La Faccion Incominable. And Rouge and Preston Vance walk away once again when FTR wanted to shake the hands. Well, that might feel like they didn't need FTR. They're the ones that picked up the victory here tonight. All I know is that Rouge is a difference maker. I have never seen Bishop Khan pinned so strongly in the middle of the ring. They would not shake the hands after the match. Uh, the hands of FTR after the match. FTR, Roosh, and Preston get the win. But it's be not no now, it's got to be concerned. So His best friend is gone. gone. And the only people that truly seem to care about you is, uh, what's us? You are too mean, obsessed with being champions. Let the house show you that your legacy is worth so much more than your weight in gold. And if you don't believe us, then we'll beat it into you. Again, Ricky Warrior. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Wait a minute! It was a ruse! There they are! House of Black! House of Black assaulting these men with vengeance and violence.
and uncontrolled fury. Look at them. This, the wheelhouse of the House of Black. They're cooling card. Yeah, they, they had, they obviously had FTR's back turn. And now taking the measure of Dax. Hold on a second, what do we got here? Blackpool come back to off. Claudio Castagnoli, Little Yuna with a ready to cheer. The club is having an impromptu meeting. Oh, the... That time Wheeler cracked him on the back, and Brody, again, wait a minute. I think there's time for a big, giant swing, no! And quickly, Malachi Black is out. How about what we have seen tonight? The return of Rouge, a sneak attack by Hassel Black, and then it was members of the Blackpool Combat Club coming to the aid of FTR. Then you gotta be excited about the youth and the talent here that you see every Friday night, Tony. And you gotta be excited about what we got coming up on Wednesday night, including MJF defending the world title against Daniel Garcia. Fans, it's been another great night live on TNT. See you Wednesday on TBS. Good night, everybody.
Hello, everybody, and welcome to the aftermath of WCW Thunder um, here on the HMG. No, sorry, wait, that's wrong. Uh, hello, everybody, and welcome to the aftermath of AEW Collision. Yes, folks, say it with me after the collision comes. The wreckage. wreckage. The wreckage brought to you by channelattitude.com. Please subscribe for $5 a month in the Hot Media Group. This is The Wreckage. I'm Christopher Ams. That's AMBS, like Lambs with Noel or Bullshit First Thing in the Morning. Don't worry if you're listening and thinking to yourself, how will I ever remember how to spell this man's last name? I, I'm just going <laughs> to remind you at the beginning of every show I do. Joining me is my usually unusual co-host with the most from the Port Phillip Coast. True podcasting talent is a thing you can feel, but as we all know about Australia, it's not nothing. real! I knew you were going to say that. Oh. I was going to say nothing is real. Jimmy T, how the hell are you? I'm tired. I am old. And, but I don't work with children, thank God. You know what I mean? So that's the plus. But I'm cool, man. After a raucous uh, morning of Crown Jewel, and then a good old three and a half hour show right after that, I'm ready for the wreckage. <laughs> I'm ready to sit through it. This is why you gotta you gotta take my you gotta take my advice, Jimmy. You gotta take what I did on those shows with John, because John is John is he's, he's such a nice guy, right? But he he he, he likes long shows. Right? I love just John, at man. At a certain point, that two hours, just click the X. Disappear. I love John, but oh. I'm not going to lie. I thought of you. I'm not going to lie. I thought of doing that. I swear. I was like, you know what? Maybe I should just, like, you know, <laughs> disappear. But nah, man. I stayed the whole way through. I ended up... I went to sleep at 10 a.m. That's crazy, bro. 10 a.m. Yeah. 10 a.m., bro. Now? Right now, it is 3.06 a.m. I woke up at like midnight around that time. See, this and I'm is just, still tired. This is just exactly what I'm talking about. Australia is not real. You're just pretending. This can't possibly be a real thing. It's not, man. I wish it wasn't. <laughs> can't be another time somewhere else, right, Fat? Oh, no. Who, me? Oh, podcasting, by the way, is an adventure for a team, but he's our most vet person, our MVP. <laughs> Welcome back to your show, Vet. Oh, I'm just hanging out. This is your guys' show. And I loved it so much, I wanted to be a part of it. Uh, and it's fitting, too, because to make up for Jimmy, I'm the realest motherfucker there is. <laughs> yeah. That's true. I, I said that myself uh, on the last show we did. So, yeah, true. the realist. Just the realist. Everybody else is <laughs> pretend. Uh, well, I don't exist, so, you know. That's true. <laughs> Well, you exist. You're just you're an actor from from Britain. <laughs> from Britain. Oh, I see. Yeah. Uh, I was just, where where acting was invented. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it was in Greece, wasn't it? <laughs> That's where it the word drama comes in from. English. <laughs> okay. Shakespeare well, wrote funny. all the acting, and the actors acted. That's right. <laughs> That's I that see. Yeah. But damn you, Shakespeare. Greek oh, tragedies aren't uh, aren't aren't for plays. They're for uh, they're they're just they're just books. They're just books. Greeks just invented writing and democracy and maybe like a handful of other cool things, but not everything. Fuck the Greeks. Uh, hey, yeah, hey, hey, settle down, Chris. Come on. <laughs> All right, guys. I'm gonna tell you before we get into the show here. 
this, like, the reason why I, I introed it the way that I did about being WCW Thunder and why, you know, in the description, if you read the description for the show, I that love I gave the bro. Jimmy, um, <laughs> it, it basically just compared this show to WCW Thunder and my name today, Thunderist Collision Yet. Um, <laughs> this show has. This show has consistently been, I think, the best show that AEW has put out uh, on a weekly basis. And I don't know if that has exactly changed, but it certainly felt like a minor show today. Um, hmm. All of the matches that were talked about were being set up for Wednesday, right? The, the matches that I want to see are being set up for Wednesday, right? Joe and uh, Joe and Keith Lee, that's going to happen Wednesday. Um so it just kind of left me feeling a lot like I did when I was watching WCW Thunder, which is, why the fuck am I watching this show if all I'm doing is setting up for good stuff to happen on the other show? True. You're not wrong, man. And this one, no shit, man. Like, that's why I laughed. When you did that description, like I was telling you about uh, the, the intro, like on the PWC version, I have the Thunder thing, because that's what it's been reminding me of lately. This was meant to be a Nitro, was it not? Instead, we're getting Thunder. Let's just hope we don't get to Saturday night, like around the 97, 98 period, and then till the end. Yeah, not not great. Uh, Vet, did you get a similar feeling, or uh, I'm sure that you have an opinion? Uh-huh. <laughs> I do have those. Uh, it, it's funny because... Um, while this show was kind of whack, I also found myself enjoying it a little bit because, partially because I got a chance to uh, relax and not have to speed through everything. Uh, because of daylight savings time, I got home an hour earlier, so I didn't have to, I, I could leisurely watch the end of the show and, and take in some things. Um, and I do think that while they are setting up a, a very what seems to be a very entertaining dynamite uh, this week um i feel like that's something that every show should be doing is leading into the next show however when you get to that show you do have to have your own show for that so if dynamite delivers on wednesday and then sets up some cool matches for collision and then points us toward collision or rampage going into collision or whatever however they do it you have to just keep handing the baton off like a relay race to get people to continue watching i mean and that's called synergy yeah it is if you want to use a corporate buzzword that's been extremely tired for 25 years or more then yes it's synergy um but uh it's also something that for example the wwe um I don't necessarily get that feeling. They want to make you think that their brands are separated. Mm -hmm. So Raw is, even though they're not doing anything interesting in terms of uh, competing, uh, like like per se, with with a SmackDown. Like there's no, that, that kayfabe sense of competition that they used to have, you know, when they first split the brands, that doesn't really exist right now. It could come back, but it's just more like each show is existing in their own universe unless it's, you know, wildcard bitches and somebody shows up on a show randomly or, you know, now that they've got distinct GMs, you know, perhaps they could start leaning in that direction. But let's just say, by and large, for the past five years or so, 
it seems like Raw's universe has been its own universe, SmackDown universe has been its own universe, and that's kind of silly uh, when you think about it. So, especially with all the people going back and forth. So my point is, um, while I I see what you're saying about where you know it's kind of like I, I think what you're saying is kind of like um, it's like the equivalent of when. You know, wrestlers come on to a show and then they promote something that's not going to happen that night. Like, I'm going to take you on at the pay-per-view that everybody in this arena is not going to be at. And then they're supposed <laughs> to get excited that they're going to miss out on it and get to watch it on TV, right? Like, maybe there's a little bit of that. But, um, uh, you know, like I said, as long as they start delivering on each show and then setting also setting up the next show, then I don't have a problem. Big if uh, I'm I'm gonna take I'm gonna take that title from you, Vet. I'm gonna I'm gonna annihilate you in the ring. What do you think, Toronto? Should I beat up Vet? All right then, Vet. <laughs> I'm gonna face you in three weeks' time in Montreal, Quebec, Canada, at the Montreal Show. Thank you, Toronto. Thank you. Thank you. On my time. Yeah. On my time, Chris. Yeah. It's good. It's good yeah. heel work. It's good heel work. You know, I'm glad you guys mentioned Daylight Savings because um, I was stressing. I was thinking, shit, don't we start at, like, at my time, 2 a.m., right? Because I'm thinking, no one's getting back to me. What's going on, right? And then I realized, oh, I remember John mentioning about Daylight Savings. So I'm thinking, does that mean it's an hour later? It must be. And thank God. <laughs> do, you, do you not <laughs> so now, do like wasting time? In yeah. Australia? We've okay. already done it now, like, because we're going into, we're in spring now, but we're going into the summer. We always do it in October. But you guys hadn't done it yet, so and now that you have, Australia the good is thing not, is, I, well, at least for me now, all the wrestling shows start at twelve midday, so that's a good thing for me, because usually it would start at nine a.m. most times. It's time to get rid of this once and for all, as as the great Duke the Dumpster Drozzy would say, it's time <laughs> to take out the trash. The trash being daylight savings time in this case. You don't it's like it. It's useless. It's the most pointless thing that's ever existed in the history of mankind. Yes. Interesting. Interesting. No, because I, yeah, but I do. Why like should the fact... Why should everybody change their clock? Why don't you Dude. just get up earlier? <laughs> Bro. The time doesn't actually the 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 concept of time doesn't actually well, change. All you're doing right, is moving right, the clock true. back and forth. Bro, and that's I gotta true. tell you too, like when daylight savings time first became a thing, the people who the government told us that they were doing it for was the farmers, right? Oh, these poor farmers, they have is to get up at the crack of dawn and this, that, and the other thing, and therefore we need to help them out and make it so that you know they have more hours during the daylight and this. Uh, Farmers don't give a fuck what the clock says. Farmers <laughs> up, they wake up super fucking early. They go and do all their fucking chores. They come back home and they eat the fucking pig that they slaughtered. And then they go to sleep. They fuck their wife. They wake up the next day and they do it all over again. They do that 365 days a year. That's what farmers do. And I laugh as a Canadian because like we have provinces, right? So the farmerist of all the prov of, of all the provinces in this country is Saskatchewan, right? Um, there is nothing going on in Saskatchewan except farming. There's just farming all the time. All they ever do is farming, right? They're, Even Brock Lesnar has a farm. Their sports True. team should just be called the Farmers because that's the only thing they have in Saskatchewan. <laughs> That'd be um, funny though if it was. I lived team. in Saskatoon for a year and. 
Do, do you know what one province in Canada said to the government, no, we're not doing daylight savings time because it's fucking stupid? <laughs> I'm going to guess based on your lead up that it was Saskatchewan. Fucking Saskatchewan. The farmerists of all the provinces were like, no, the farmers don't need this. So, so did they did they implement it even to this no, day? Or? No, no, no. I still have to figure out when I'm talking to my uncle Bill and my auntie Brenda. I still have to try to figure out. Okay, what are we an hour? Are we an hour behind them now, or are they on the same time as we are? Because it doesn't. It just changes that way now. Um, That's funny. Daylight savings time is an absolute waste of fucking everybody's time and effort and energy. Um, that's why I always call it daylight wasting time because there's no, there's no, <laughs> and I had to look at that twice. I'm like, did he just, did you say wasting time? Did you mean to say that? But I, I got it. <laughs> yeah. Daylight wasting time. It's not great. It's not great. Um, all right. Do we have any wrestling news, Jimmy? Anything that needs to be covered? Did anything interesting happen at crown jewel, for instance? <laughs> Crown Jewel, and I, I'm I'm not gonna say it's yeah, it was pretty flat, man. Put it that way. Um, it's probably the worst WWE PLE all year, easily by far. It's not even close. And and to WWE's credit, they've been consistent with decent PLEs until here. But I think it's more the fans. It's it's I, I won't blame the rest. Of the rest has tried. It's more the fan base that was in attendance. Just had no energy like usual. They, they tried. They got up for a few matches, in particular the main event. They loved Cody, for example. They loved LA Knight. They loved Roman. They loved but everyone CM else. Punk. Yeah, they did do a CM Punk chant, dude. There was one time they did a CM Punk chant, and that tripped me out because I'm like, are they chanting CM Punk? I'm like, fuck, I think they're chanting CM Punk. It was like CM Punk, CM Punk. <laughs> No, shout out to Saudi, Saudi best in the world. <laughs> world includes Saudi Arabia. It's true, man. Oh, but that's another thing that stood out. It was a damn propaganda show if I ever saw one. I mean, all you see is the WWE wrestlers putting over Saudi Arabia in like commercials and shit. Like, look at we we're we're conservative now and like ah. Uh, the funniest uh, one. The funniest one to me was the uh, they had it. They had one for like the Saudi Air airline. Oh, it's yeah, like, look, yeah, you, you don't have to sell me on this airline because I'm not going there. I can't take Saudi Air for an you know for a United States flight. <laughs> so I, I'm not gonna be able to experience this Saudi wonderful Air. airline. I can't take Saudi Air the next time I go to Amarillo. Like what the fuck right. are you talking yeah. about? Yeah. it sounds very nice. I would love to give them a try. Unfortunately, I don't think they're going anywhere I'm going. So <sighs> But hey, nah, man. and it's not like you'd have any other. Like, I don't think I'm going to get a Southwest flight to Riyadh either. <laughs> Riyadh. Um, I don't think they go there. So it's kind of like you don't some things you just don't have to sell. Right. I guess is, is my point. Yeah. You don't oh, have man. To it, it made me sick at how bad the bullshit was, man. Honestly, it was it was way more than usual than what they do in previous events in Saudi Arabia. This one was like. Oh my god, man! Like the propaganda was through the roof. Even, I mean, I don't know if you guys know this. I'm sure you probably do, but they were in the desert riding rider, right? Outside of that strip of high rises, not even that many, right? It's all just the slums around the dudes. It's literally just slums, and people think Saudi Arabia is rich. No, no, no. The fucking the families over there are rich. 
the you know like your Salmans, your Bin Salmans, and and those guys, they're rich. The people, they most of them are poor, man. Their GPEs, uh, GPDs don't even touch our ones. Like all our countries, obviously, like no, not even close. Everybody, everybody in the West tends to complain about capitalism being run amok, and oh, it's terrible! It's terrible! All the rich people have all the money, and everyone else is poor. And I'm just like, you have no idea. Please go somewhere. Just travel a little bit. You'll figure out exactly how fair it is in the Western countries. Jesus and, and, Christ! And, and you know what else is funny? They were they were bragging about how they sold that event out in two hours. You know what's funny though? those tickets don't even go on sale to the public do you know what i mean it's not even it's it's all a facade it's all just bullshit well, it is, what it, you're is saying. it is strange though because they're wrestling fans there like you can't deny that the people that are sitting there are like <laughs> up on the product yeah. like it's not this if this was like a you this know isn't this, this isn't like yeah, exactly. Yeah. This isn't collision in Korea. They didn't march prisoners into the <laughs> it's close. into the it's stadium. Close, like that, no, right. it's, it's not even close, dude. No, it, I know. Dude, that's true, how it's would true. you? How would you get? Why would you get them to chant CM Punk, bro? Like, how the <laughs> fuck would they even know to do Honestly, that? I'm glad you said it though, because I wasn't sure that I was hearing CM Punk in my head. I'm like, that sounds like CM Punk, but I wasn't 100 percent certain. So the fact that you said it, vet, just sort of uh, convinced me now that it was a CM Punk chant. But yeah, you're right. I mean. You, well, yeah, anyway, but weird. the show was well. It was the best part it, is it that existed. the best part is that Kyrie came back. Yeah, and and no one gave a shit, which was even worse. Well, Who's how that? are they supposed to know? She didn't look like she ever looked before. They yeah, like they didn't make well, a noise until they actually got like a like a close up on her that they could see on the monitor, and then they kind of were like, oh, but <laughs> you know, I think it was the wrong show to bring her back. Personally, man, that's just me, but. Yeah, well. I'm confused. Did Kyrie Irving change his gender? Why do we keep saying she? When? Uh, Kyrie Sane, we're talking about. Who's that? You remember the pirate uh, Japanese wrestler? She's the Pick? pirate princess. Which yeah. one? Isn't there are multiple pirates. No, I, just, I, just one pirate. Just one pirate who's also a princess. And she's oh, a sky. Yeah. And, and she was a sky pirate once with uh, with Eo Sky. And yeah, they're gonna and now they're together the again. Team. Yeah. Wait, she's not the same person as Eo Sky. Do you remember the Kabuki? <laughs> Do you remember the she's Kabuki Warriors? Person. She's her own pirate person. Yeah, wow. pirate princess person. Wow. Triple I mean, B. Yeah. <laughs> Triple B. That sounds kind of weird. But anyway, uh, we, we won't go there. Uh, we are no. celebrating 69 uh, day, right? except it's 70 day today because it's the day after oh well, that's true yeah that's true but we're gonna pretend it's saturday night all right <laughs> yeah saturday night drinks are on me just kidding that's dr pepper um okay I guess let's get into the show then uh the show opens with their cold open uh promos from lance archer Darby Allen, uh, LFI and FTR and, uh, the mogul embassy kingdom of the embassies and moguls, the kingdom of mogul embassies, the embassy of mogul, <laughs> whatever, uh, those guys. So we open the night with Swerve Strickland taking on AR Fox. Yep. 
I wish I um, swerved to the side while this match was happening. Man, this is it's it really is like this company's biggest problem, like by a mile, is like inconsistency. Um mm-hmm. because Swerve Strickland, I gotta tell you, man, like after that last pay-per-view when he got the win over Hangman, the way that they set all that up was like, okay, Swerve is gonna be like a real like legitimate top of the card type guy moving forward. And he has not been at all Uh case in point. He's here taking on AR Fox who <sighs> he might be the middest of all mid people. Who's ever midded in wrestling. Um, he, he, you know what he reminds me of? He kind of reminds me of like, a way more boring version of Elix Skipper from WCW. Like prime, he can prime, physically baby. do a bunch of stuff <laughs> and you're like, Oh, look at the cool stuff he can do. Look at all of the physical things that he is capable of. And then he's terrible at basically everything else. And every time I see him work, I think he's going to injure himself. Um, he takes bumps that seem completely unnecessary. He falls out of the corner like you like you just worry that he's about to break his neck every minute of the of a match. I don't understand. First of all, I I still don't understand why I why AR Fox is back to being a good guy. Um he was a heel and cuz he was good and then he 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 helped assault a man in his own garage. Um wiped up the blood and then wore that shirt as like a look at my war crime that I'm proud of moment. Um, and then he was just a good guy again. Cause he fucked up and swerve was mad at him or something. He apologized. He apologized. <laughs> yeah, he sure he did. did. I need him to apologize again. Um, just, but in general, like just a general apology for everything, you know? Um, yeah, this match was kind of aggressively meh, and um, Swerve Strickland should have beat the fucking tar off of this kid. Vet, choice tell of me words. Something, tell me something <laughs> I'm missing. Okay, um, the first thing you're missing is they're probably well. The first, the very first thing you're missing is he apologized. The second <laughs> thing is that uh, I think they probably just for whatever reason they probably just looked at this as like, okay, these guys we're just, we need a match. So we're going to put these guys in a match. I've been seeing these guys wrestle each other since goddamn Lucha underground season one. Like this, this has been a while that these guys have known each other, worked together, worked against each other. It's just like one of those things that to anybody that's, um, kind of followed along it's it's like they just keep coming back to each other somehow so they probably were just like okay look i can put these guys in a match and i don't have to think uh we we need to keep swerve in the people's eyes even though they're doing the stupidest things ever it's a good thing swerve hasn't committed any crimes worse than choking out an actor son backstage because he'd probably be fired (laughs) if he did Um, especially if they filmed it and sent it to the AEW production people or broadcast it live or hacked a live broadcast and showed it uh any of that stuff that i said if they had done any of that that would be crazy um but uh but yeah as far as ar fox goes i see what you're saying i'm not i'm not into the kid 
Um, but the way you described him, you could have took his name out and put almost anybody else that works here in there. So that's a problem too. Uh, in that way, they are consistent. Uh, AEW, that is. But um, yeah, yeah. As a, as a match, this was basically just something, something competitive uh, to keep Swerve in the public view. I think. Yep. In the public view, and that's the thing, guys. I mean, they they truly don't know how to move forward with certain guys. For example, like just now, Swerve, you make you get him to beat Hangman Adam Page, right? He wins, awesome. You think he's going, he's going to move forward, but then he goes backwards. Like the next couple of nights on Dynamite, he's back to doing nothing. Then he's in Hangman's uh, house, while I guess his wife was sleeping. I mean, what a great mother she is, right? Wasn't concerned, didn't hear anything. And then the interactions really haven't been happening. What's going on? Like, like really, it's like it's gone flat. This whole feud has gone flat. And now you have him wrestling AR Fox. Where was Hangman? I mean, I just don't understand how this company doesn't understand how to progress in storylines. I mean, and like Swerve's not the only one. You've got, uh, what's his name? Wardlow is another victim of this, right? Where they make him hot. And then suddenly they not only cool them off, they extinguish them completely. I mean, they're just gone for good. And this is a trend in AEW, and it just doesn't seem to stop. Add to that face and heel turns for no oh. reason consistently. Um, and you might actually think that Paul White on a weekly basis. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but you mentioned the heel and babyface turns. Dude, look at the BCC. It's one week they're heels, and the next week they're babyfaces. Yes, like uh, sometimes it's the same week. Sometimes it's Wednesday, same night, Saturday. Yeah. Their heels. Yeah. It's it's bizarre. It is. It is bizarre. Um. Anyway, Swerve Strickland gets the win as he should have. Um. After the match, uh, the mogul embassy of nations of many embassy nations moguls. Uh. Th yeah, the Swervers. The Swervers. Uh, the, the Swervers, swervers um, they uh, they surround AR Fox like they're going to beat him up, but then uh, FTR come out to make the save, and then uh, Big Bill and Ricky Starks try to get involved, but LFI, who are a thing, run them off, mm -hmm. and then uh, the House of Black are also there to, mm -hmm. to watch. Um, the cucks. That's cool. Um, that's Jeez. fine. There's nothing wrong with that anymore. Um, <laughs> I guess there isn't, right? <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. So they they did all of this basically to set up for the main event, which is a big eight man schmoz fest that we'll get into later. <sighs> and also, Why is this show always based on that Malachi Black and them are still alive. What was that, Jimmy? Sorry. Why does this show continuously, other than last week, have multi-man tag team main events generally on Collision or Thunder, whatever it is? Uh, that seems to be their thing. They, it's a shtick that they've basically stuck with. Ha ha! Um, <laughs> they uh, stuck with it, right? They, they've stuck with their shtick um, of having <laughs> multi-man matches to main event. And it was fine when it was the only way we were getting CM Punk to build, you know, 
big time feuds and stuff. Um, but when you're having, you know, multi-man matches and you're, you're, you know, the multi-man match that you're having is between, you know, the minor tag team group that's with, uh, Swerve and the, the, the other tag team with the big dude and the little dude against the, the fat dudes and the bald dude and the, the other guy, like it's not such a big deal. Um, probably not worthy of main eventing a lot. So I would suggest they need to work on that. Unless you consider Roosh a main eventer, which, um, got potential to be, I don't. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Um, video package next, uh, the, for the AEW world championship match between MJF (laughs) and, Daniel Garcia, because he That's got one pull win. Butts in seat, because he he had one win, and he pointed out after the one the one win when he was on the microphone. I I I haven't had a singles match in AEW in three months, and now that I've won once, I want a world title match. So yeah. he's gonna get it. No. Hey Todd, it's real easy to get world title matches. Just ask for one. That's all you got to do. <laughs> Todd. <laughs> yeah, she mentions how uh, he hates it when my shtick gets stuck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, God damn it. Yeah. This uh this package scared me because I thought that match was tonight. I forgot it was for Wednesday. <laughs> and when they started talking about it, I was like, oh no. <laughs> well, you're but, saved, actually, Vet. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, yeah. we get MJF talking, and uh, I don't know. I'm kind of tired of MJF at this point. I like face MJF is actually kind of boring, and face MJF who literally has everyone that he's trying to, you know, fight. Everyone wants to fight uh, face MJF. How come everybody doesn't want to fight him when he's a heel? I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway. Yeah, he's got one more guy he's got to face, and that's Daniel Garcia on Wednesday. So that'll that'll. So be that's good. eleven now. That's actually number eleven. Yeah, I think that's right. Wow, that's right. people <laughs> should be lining up to wow. kick the shit out of Daniel Garcia for stepping ahead of him. <laughs> <Yeah. it. laughs> like he should become the new MJF all of a sudden, where he's got, you know, and he's just dancing right. the whole time, you know, in front of yeah. everybody. If I'm Samoa Joe and I saw that promo, I'm like. No, no, you don't. No, you don't get the His company, match. man. Why would you get a match? <laughs> right. Someone needs to be asking that, man. Do you think guys, maybe they need, you know, a TV authority figure at this point? Yeah. I want to say like, there are certain things that are pretty much troped to death. That's one of those ones that's pretty well troped to death. Right. But you know what? It works though. I think it can work. Like, I do think that there's a possibility of having like an on-screen, but that you have to play it straight and you have to play it in a way that would seem legitimate and make sense. Right. I don't want to make sense though. I don't want any more Vince McMahon's because everybody who tries to do Vince McMahon does it worse than Vince McMahon. Um, That's fair. If you're going to have an on-screen authority figure, give me another gorilla monsoon uh, where he just plays it straight. Would you stop? 
And when he says <laughs> something, you as an audience member go, it makes sense why the company is making that decision. Like a Jack Tunney even? <laughs> Jack Tunney's a good example. There's, there's, they've done it before. It's not like oh, yeah. you can't have on-screen authority figures that make sense. But just make it make sense, right? So, But we're talking about AEW here. WWE continuously instance, always does it. For you know instance, I mean? if there was right. somebody here who was the on-screen authority figure, let's say uh, 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 fucking Arn Anderson. Just whatever, yeah. okay? Arn Anderson's your on-screen authority figure. And Daniel Garcia comes to his office and goes, I just had my first win in three and a half months in AEW. <laughs> I, want I won show. a world title match. Uh, Arn Anderson needs to go, get out of my office. He gets his Glock. <laughs> boom. <laughs> like, no chance. Get out of my office. Get some more <laughs> wins and then come back to me when you've beaten a few people like who matter. Not not one win in three months. Get out of here. Go away. Well, well um, this clearly states that wins and losses really don't matter. Like, truly. That's uh, that's what I've heard about AEW. That's what they've told me consistently. Could have fooled me. That wins and losses <laughs> matter. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Lizbeth actually has a great... Uh, has a, has a great comment there her last one it says okay i'll do it the entire roster is getting sprayed with a water bottle and told <laughs> no <laughs> yeah remember that yeah actually oh, that would be funny dogs. that would be funny if you had an on-screen authority figure <laughs> and if you had daniel garcia come in and be like i just got my first my first win in three and a half months and i want a world title match and they just sprayed him with the water bottle and went no no daniel no no daniel <laughs> No, that would that's be... good. I, I understand the sentiment that she's going for, but I don't know if you realize this, but wrestlers <laughs> love spraying with water bottles. <laughs> that's actually true. That's a fact. When does a, when does a dry wrestler ever come out? <laughs> that is literally one hundred percent fact. That is so fucking touche. That one, if I ever saw one. <laughs> Thanks for that. that is good. Yeah. Oh man. Well, so the the, the yeah, pro Brett was the, famous the, for that. The issue is we're not going to get an authority figure because we know that Tony Khan is the authority figure, and he's not even going to have you in a kayfabe sense pretend that somebody else is calling the shots there. Like we know they're not going to do it in you know for a shoot, but we're not even going to pretend that somebody else is calling the shots. We know this is Tony. However. He also promised that he was never going to have that on-screen role, which to his True. credit, he has adhered to this entire time. He just comes out to be the, I have an announcement, guys. Like, <laughs> he's that guy. But he doesn't really do the, other than the infamous and, you know, legendary Nine Days From Tonight promo, he's never flexed any sort of authority whatsoever in terms of booking and those kind of things. And that's fine. And that's the way it should be. But... um that still doesn't solve the problem of the consistency of people just wandering around, uh, proclaiming that they deserve things, people just being given things with no explanation, people just showing up and getting things, uh, impromptu title matches happening uh, on the spot. Like, I don't know if we're going to talk about that tonight. Uh, let's see. Let's see how the show goes. But, um, you know. Uh, but see, who's booking this shit? Legitly, like on screen, like they don't. Well, tell we know you we know it's we know it's right. Tony, but he just doesn't right, right, want right. to go out there in front of the cameras for it. Yeah, but he yeah. still, but but they still done that many times where 
you know, Tony Schiavone would be like, I'm getting a message in my earpiece, oh, and then he'll stand up. True. Like, they'll say, they'll give Tony Khan the credit of making matches, but he just won't go out there. Right, right. Maybe you he know? should appear as a laptop. Remember that? I have here a message <laughs> yeah, yeah. from the known the... general manager. <laughs> nah. Yeah, and it's Tony. Or something like, a, what's that dude in the wheelchair's name again? I've gone blank. God damn it. Remember Professor Xavier? No, the guy's Rod like Roderick Al Strong. <laughs> yeah. No, you know the uh, what's his name, dude? Um, you know, it's like I don't like me. You know what Stephen I mean? Hawking. That's it, Stephen Hawking. Maybe <laughs> maybe of all the fucking anyway. things that you can that you can talk about with Stephen Hawking, like you could be like you could be like you know he's like that genius guy who like basically like uh, came up with the way that we understand space currently, like that guy. Right. right. No. 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 He's no. like he's Tony God. That guy who talks like <laughs> Jesus yeah. fucking Christ. He's the wheelchair speaking spell guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck. Mm. Well, you would think that booking a consistent wrestling show was astrophysics oh, uh, if you ever watched God. an episode of any AEW program. Oh. Yeah. Ooh. All right. Next up, we get Jay White, and he talks about how he's going to defend. <laughs> that's right. Defend his AEW World Championship at full gear. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, man. I got to say, <clears throat> I said this last week, actually. I said this uh, on, I, the, the, I think, the last time we did the skirmish. I can fully accept that I was wrong about Jay White uh, at this point. That guy is money. Um, that guy is absolutely the right <laughs> guy to be world champion. And I am hoping beyond hope that he wins the title at full gear because he is just excellent. And every single time I see him on my screen, I'm left with this good feeling of, God, at least somebody gets it. At least somebody in this fucking company understands. Because um, Jay White is so good at what he does, man. And um, Not only is he so good, but he's managed to make even the guns so good. Like, really? Like, uh, honestly, they I seem like that. a bigger deal. Uh, and I said this, I said this in the skirmish, right, Jimmy? I said, like, that entrance that they do where they circle around the four of them and they all get their moment to sort of shine in the spotlight as the right, camera's right. panning around them. That is such a fucking awesome entrance. Like, it's so it. good for everybody. It because it elevates the group and it also helps elevate every single person that's in the group because they're all different. And they, they all get their personality over in a two-second fucking moment as the camera's panning around them. It's so money. Just excellent stuff. 100% agree with that, man. I mean, you can't... You Hopefully, you, you just can't fuck them up, man, right now. Like, they've managed to get themselves over. But not only over, I think they've improved being together. You know what I mean? Legitly, even Juice. I couldn't yeah. stand Juice at one stage. You know what I mean? Now I'm starting to love him. You know he's what I'm saying? Great so it's like in the part that he's playing right now. Where absolutely. He's, he's a he's a fucking mental case, right? <laughs> yeah. And that can get really old if he's by himself or if he's the lead of a group, right? But exactly what he is, which is that secondary guy the who second Jay White kind of right. keeps around because yep. he's like he's like this like this is a mad lad right here. But at least he's, he's my like mad the enforcer lad. of this bullet club gold per se. You know what I mean? It it really is the right thing. It's it's the right 
place for him. And I feel like they can screw up the Bullet Club gold as far as their booking, but they can't actually make the Bullet Club gold not good. Like that, even if they book them completely wrong, and they have in the past, by the way, I still maintain that booking uh, Jay White to go 15 minutes with Commander in his opening match is stupid fucking booking. But that doesn't make Jay White less. It makes your booker look like a fucking idiot, but it doesn't make them less. I think those, I think that group right now, I mean, they're the highlight of every AEW show for me. Likewise, one of, I agree. One of one of Jay White's twenty-five nicknames is <laughs> the catalyst of professional wrestling. So it may be more than just a nickname, guys. For sure, I agree, it, man. Really, though, like that is a good way to describe who he is, not just to this group, but to everything going on in AEW. He seems to be like that lightning rod, that thing right in the center of the fucking show that like you can point to and say at least that's good like at least that bit is good right so man good on him he, and good he, on he them he took he took credit if you remember like not that long ago he took credit for the entire formation of AEW in the first place <laughs> yeah. saying these guys couldn't cut it in new japan so they had to run <laughs> off and form their own company and he'll take he'll take things like that mm. and and he'll take kayfabe things and try to make them real or he'll take real things and try to make them kayfabe he's always right, working right. with what he's given which is you know what any great pro wrestler would do and there used to only be two true heels in professional wrestling and he was one and mjf was the other well mjf was like a cartoony heel but now he's even beyond cartoony now he's mm-hmm. getting dragged down into the muck and <laughs> he can't do everything um true. so now you really only have one heel left in the entire professional wrestling business. I mean, that anybody cares about. Maybe somewhere there's somebody being a heel that's really cool that nobody's talking about. But for right now, um, there's Mark only really Jackson. one heel left. Huh? Mark Jackson. Mark Jackson. Yeah, he's a heel. Anyway, uh, next up, we've got Kip Sabian. Uh, interviewing they had a lot of interviews back to back to back um they need to figure out how to split these up with matches and then interview oh, match and that reminds interview. me the intro before the intros were back those little um you know gimmick spots at the start of the show so yeah. that's one thing yeah that's cool i like it I-, I think that's a good thing um <clears throat> anyway kip sabian is interviewed by lexi nair and uh, Sabian brings out the the real money makers of AEW. Now we talked about a group that are like the the money makers here. We were we were talking about about Bullet Club Gold, but they don't hold a candle <laughs> to the real money makers of AEW television, the workhorsemen. Mm. Right. Anyway, these they guys, challenged man. Mark Briscoe and two other people to, of his choosing for a match later tonight. Yeah. Yep. And uh and and seeing how this eventually played out, not even JD Drake could ruin this for me. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand JD Drake, man. I don't even know what they see in him, man. He's just any Joe Blow off the street, man. Every they time see I see that, JD Drake, man. every time I see JD Drake, I think, man, I, I was I'm sure Conrad Thompson said he was never gonna wrestle or anything <laughs> like that, right? <laughs> He does look like a smaller version of Conrad Thompson. And that's saying something because Conrad Thompson's one fat motherfucker. 
He really is. So he's a big, big man. Um, yeah. All right. Anyway, next up, speaking of jobbers, uh, the kingdom, uh, Matt Taven and Mike Bennett with Roderick Strong defeat James McGregor and <laughs> Brixton Nash. Wait, how did mm. you find out who these people were? <laughs> I, yeah. I looked it up. Uh, I was gonna say. <laughs> we certainly didn't learn it from the program. Uh, no, I do think that Jobby McJobberton got a name got a name out though the the McGregor one. I'm pretty sure because I remember hearing McGregor and going, oh yeah, like like that other guy who's a McGregor. <laughs> I know that guy. Uh, the fuck is that guy? Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, the kingdom beat these guys up and then. Strong came in with like a, I don't even know what it was, it was, like a high knee, and then he went back into his wheelchair again. So that was cool. Um, yeah, pretty much just a squash match, and I don't think any of this is doing the kingdom any favors. I think the kingdom actually need to get wins against real tag teams if we're going to build the kingdom into something. I don't necessarily think they should. But I think if they're going to, they need to get them wins against somebody. Again, the problem with that is who the fuck is an actual tag team in AEW that have cash? Like, well, there's there's Cash Cashin and Dax Daxon. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> but you meant the other kind of cash. Yeah, who who has cachet in in this tag team division? Yeah. Who you could beat? And then be like, look, wow, they actually got a win against them. Like, you could have them come out and beat the Hardys. Doesn't matter. Yeah, everybody did on that. Yeah. Uh, you could have them come out and beat... Uh, 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 yeah, I guess FTR. That's about the only the, the only team that you could beat. All right, so if so, how about... Okay, here's, here's what will make up for it. If uh, he changed his name to Cache Wheeler... <laughs> then cachet. you can definitely beat a team with some cachet, right? That's true. <laughs> That's true. Oh, um, Mark Briscoe is interviewed backstage, and yes. uh, he's he's yeah, I'll kick your ass, uh, boys. <laughs> and then uh, FTR came in, and they were like, "Hey, we'll we'll help you." And then Mark was like, "Yeah." <laughs> I don't need your folk tonight, but I love y'all. <laughs> yeah, it's like something. Like, yeah, you're, like, you're, don't worry. Your southern accent is like my Australian accent, Jimmy. <laughs> well, <Wow. laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. come on, Chris, man. God, nah. oh no, it's shocking, man. All right, I'm next trying, up. I'm trying, Chris. Next up. <laughs> Match absolutely no one could have seen the booking for coming. Nobody could have possibly seen how this match was going to play out. Darby Allen and uh, Lance Archer. Didn't Man. we already say this was a spoiler? Yeah. <laughs> Not a prediction? Honestly, <laughs> yeah. honestly, we saw this and we were like, well, sorry, Lance. <laughs> it, why? It, it disgusts why, me, man. Why? It's, it's just... You, you know what's even more um, disgusting? He dominated this match in many ways. And I mean, he fucking... I'm telling you, Darby Allen must have been pretty messed up after the match. I mean, that choke slam on the apron looks savage, dude. That looked like oh. it legitimately hurt. Oof. 
<laughs> and what's worse, and it's not Lance's fault, really, but maybe it is, I guess. But I love Lance. But anyway, at the end of the match, you know how uh, he kicked out a three and a half, the commentators want to say, like, that protects him, right, somehow. But not only does he get right back up, like, it's like nothing happened to Lance, while Darby's selling, at least, like he's, you know, fucked up on, on the mat. But uh, I don't blame him for being like that, because I'd be frustrated too anyway. Yeah. Yeah, frustrated is one way to put it. When you're a 300-pound, eight monster, and everybody just knows, oh, you're going to lose to Darby Allen. For sure you are. Fuck, man. Fuck, like, you're not beating on, Darby. Come and it on, does nothing man. for Darby. It really doesn't, man. Well, you can throw all the big guys you want at Darby. It, honestly, at this point, it doesn't do anything for Darby. And also... Because he beats them all. And also... They're trying to get over a heel faction afterwards, right? The, uh, a new heel faction, because that's what that's what we need in AEW is more heel factions that are, you know, cultish. Um, oh, damn, so Darby man. wins, and then Jake takes the microphone and he <laughs> says something. I could, I, I cannot for the life of me understand what Jake the Snake Roberts is saying anymore. <laughs> Um, but anyway, the, uh, the righteous came out and, uh, yeah, they're, I guess, teaming with, uh, Jake and, uh, and Lance Archer. Now, listen, one way that you could have gotten these guys over as a threat, um, is, uh, you have them get involved in the match and cost Darby Allen the match. And then and then and then Darby has an excuse as to why he lost the match. You can keep mm -hmm. Darby strong, but also Lance Archer gets a pinfall victory, you know, on television. Um <laughs> I don't and understand. Quietly? Go ahead. I was gonna say I can't get far cry out of my head now since you said that. These these are the fucking seed family from Far Cry. Like, <laughs> they really are, man. I can't. Get, every time I see him now, I'm just like, damn it, he's right. It's yes. Far Cry. It really is. I mean, yeah. Isn't it Far Cry three or four? It's four. Yeah. It's, it's four. The, right. Is it four or is it? Yeah. It's the one with. It's the one where they're in Montana. Anyway. Right. Right. Yeah. Oh, is that five? No. No. Four. Four. It is four. It's four. I think. Um, I'm pretty sure it's four. Um, vet. Have any opinions about this? Well, to to quote the great uh, Chris Saban, <laughs> I love this match. I think um, if you if you completely separate yourself, look, it's very unfortunate what has happened to Lance Archer. Okay, but it doesn't matter. He's cooked. He's been cooked. It's not going to ever change. So who cares? <laughs> so I'm just going to look at what we saw within the match itself. I thought they wrestled a damn near perfect match. As a matter of fact, the only thing that was bad was the fact that, you know, like, uh, like you guys already pointed out the post-match business, Lance Archer is fine. And he <laughs> just has to sit there being fine while this, the, like microphones get handed off to, to from guy to guy doing promos. 
and Lance Archer's just sitting there quietly mad. And then as soon as they're done with that, that's when, you know, he could spring back to action. That part was terrible. They should not have done this, but the match those two guys had was a great match. Um, it was the best match they could have had. Uh, it doesn't match. It doesn't matter if uh, Darby needed the win or not. Um, it's just it's Lance Archer should just be happy he had a good match for once. Uh, and I'm, booked for I'm two not, weeks. I'm not, I can't say that <laughs> it's happened that many times, uh, yeah. whether that's his fault or not. Um, but yeah, just seeing just seeing some of the things that, and you know, like even just like the, um, you know, when they do the just when they they do the first lockup and he like spins him around and just tosses him, you know, <laughs> yeah. like he just ends up tossed from the lockup position. You know, not not like, you know, the old, oh, I'm going to rear back and shove you off because that's what every big guy does to a smaller guy. No, it's like, I'm spin, we're going to spin around and you're going to go spinning and flying. Like, that had to be a Darby Allen call because I've never seen Lance Archer do that in any of the matches that he's been in. So little creative things like that is where I think people don't give Darby some of the credit he deserves as being a worker a thinking man's wrestler, someone that's really coming up trying it. to do new things because all they remember is the times when he lets people, you know, damn near maim him in the ring, which, you know, that's just what he's going to do. It's not a question of like him being too young and stupid to figure it out. He knows exactly what he's doing and he's willing to throw himself literally, quite literally, um, you know, at, at the feet of everybody in order to just be that sort of different but that takes away from a lot of what he does from a technical aspect you know uh and and a psychology aspect uh so many little details you know i don't know what you guys look for when you're trying to look for a good match you guys individually or even what the average fan would think like when they're watching a match i don't know what makes a match good to them but when i see darby allen in the ring he's one of those guys where i'm watching him and I watch him with the same sort of like, oh, masterpiece, like that, that you would watch like a Bret Hart or a Shawn Michaels or a Ric Flair or any of those guys that are able to, a Terry Funk or, you know, um, or Jay White or Okada to use modern or MJF at times, like the guys that really think about their matches, the guys that put a lot of thought into what they actually do at their job, you know, their nine to five job. What do we do here? Um, and Darby, Darby's uh, stunts overshadow that, you know, whether he's flying off a big wheel onto something. I think whatever. to the average <laughs> fan, it does. But oh, we've been saying it on, on our shows too. Like, yeah. Darby, yeah. and I've said it a million times, Darby understands who he is. Yeah. He like, gets, as a wrestler, gets, he gets it, right. He gets it. Like, he gets it more than most people. And that's why, that, that's one of the things that actually, like, to our credit, I think, Jimmy, like, when we first saw Darby Allen, I think both of us were like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like, right. Yeah. This, well. this tiny little fucking dude, right? This, this is stupid. This is another tiny dude in this company. And I got to say, like, for the first maybe three weeks that we that we covered AEW, I considered him to be the same as like an Orange Cassidy. I put them in the exact same boat. I was like, these guys are both small and it's stupid and I can't fucking stand it. But I think that's all it took was about three weeks for me to go, oh, hang on a second. Uh, Darby <laughs> Allen actually understands. Like, he knows who he's supposed he to does. be. He does. He really does, man. And I think I remember seeing a tweet once where somebody had tweeted at him something about, you know, like, 
as a smaller guy, like, you know, people like Darby Allen need to be, you know, selling more and it needs to be more about like them having to work really hard to get a mat to, to get a, get offense in. And I think to his credit, I remember him tweeting, like retweeting that and saying, I agree. Like, that's exactly what I need to do. Like, that's, you're, you're right. Like I, I do need to sell. I do need to actually like, it does need to look like I'm having to kill myself to land offense on people who are bigger than me. Cause that's actually what it would look like if we were having an actual fight. Um, and I got to say, since then, I've had I've had a lot of really good things to say about Darby Allen's work. And um, no, like, I agree with you that that this was a good match. Like, this was a really probably good the match of the match. night, really, when you think about it. I don't even think it was close. I, I don't think there right. was anything that even came close to this mm-hmm. in terms of being a really good match. It's just the logic of everything else that, that fucking but, yeah. drives me nuts. And it's not their fault. It's not the talent's fault. And Again, like I try to say this often, and I say I think that sometimes it gets lost. Most of my criticism for AEW is not on the talent; it's the people making the booking decisions. Why are we doing this nonsense? This is silly. That doesn't make any sense. But most of the talent are out there doing the best they can. And even when you have talent who are green, I don't even blame the talent for watching them because it's like. If you're the booker, you should know, hey, this guy's not ready for TV, right? Let's get somebody else in here who can take the bump or whatever, or who can do the thing, can make the spot happen. But let's get somebody in here who knows what they're doing. But if you're the talent and you're being told to go out there and having a Ric Flair fucking match and you go out there and stink the fucking joint out, but it's but it's broadcast all over TV, I have very little negative to say about the talent, right? It's like you went out there and you took advantage of an opportunity and you're trying, man. You're trying. I, I have nothing but nice things to say about, about talent for the most part. But the people booking things and the people making decisions on storylines, those are the people who I'm left going, what the fuck are you doing? What, what kind of decisions are you making here? Again, like the, the fucking righteous coming out and like that's going to be a thing now. Why? Why does that have to be a thing? Like why, we why already indeed? have like three fucking cults in this company. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, anyway, um, yeah, I guess just you know, along with my a la carte theory, um, I ordered a Darby Allen, and uh, I was very satisfied. Uh, five stars would order again. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, Billy Gunn and the Acclaimed uh, come out to wow. celebrate. 69 days as AEW Trios champions. Get it? Do you guys get it? No. What is it? Because it's 69. (laughs) What's a 69? It's like it's the sexual position. Well, you see, Jimmy, when a man and a woman love each other very much, or a man and a man love each other very much in this case. (laughs) Yuck, dude. Or even a woman and a woman love each other very much. As long as some combination of those loves each other very much. And they're yeah. sitting on opposite ends, correct? As Something long like as that. two consenting adults <laughs> love each other very much, uh, is what Vet is trying to say. Uh, uh. <clears throat> yeah. So, anyway, that goes exactly how you would expect it to go. Much, much sexual tension. Ha ha. Look at how gay we are. Isn't it so gay? Don't you just love how gay everybody is? Look, they bought a, look. They bought a cameo from MJF for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That what would is have he, been what creative. Is his cameo rate. 
They should have uh, seen how much, how funny, how much funny would have that been if they actually had some brains like the vet does. I see it's little simple things like that what makes the vet the vet. You know what I mean? It's that simple. And yeah. but that but it's not that simple for people to you know come up with something as great as that is. Tell me it wouldn't have been a funnier sort of segment if they played up that that was a cameo appearance. They had 100%. to pay for that. That would have been money, man. 100%. Instead they had to focus on how gay everything is. Look at look at yep. look at how gay. It's super gay. Super and duper gay. The gay dudes that had a problem came out. Like, you know what I mean? No, we're gay out basically, you know. And exactly. This is this is the truth by the way of the LGBTQ uh QIAAA plus community. Um <laughs> they fight a lot. Like they lesbians do. and gays don't get along with each other and trans and gays don't get along with each other a lot. Like a lot of gays hate trans people, man. It's that's not like it's not one community. It's a whole bunch of communities. So anyway, <clears throat> so anyway, uh, Dalton Castle and the boys come out and they're upset and they're like, guys, you're being too gay. That's not <laughs> what they said, but they could have implying. <laughs> Would have been funnier. Anyway, uh, they 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 break the uh, trophy. Is that right? I was shocked. Yeah, it was a trophy, and I was shocked. I was like, "What?" I thought it was going to be a full gay party, but like a Mardi Gras. But yeah, Mardi Gras. <laughs> no. Uh, instead, it turns into a trios match. Um, yeah. I'm shocked, by the way, that Dalton Castle and the boys didn't win. That. Isn't that shocking? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, no peacock either. I'm disappointed. Not the proper peacock anyway. No peacock. Anyway, we're going to move right right along here. Andrade El Idolo was interviewed next by Lexi Nair. Uh, yes. <clears throat> and he's revealed that he's going to see CJ Perry. Hmm. Hot and, and flexible. Yes. <laughs> um... <laughs> I'm going to see if she will wear uh, my mask. <laughs> That's not actually what was said, but it would have been funnier. Um, uh, see. Yeah. Just a quick update, guys. Uh, MJF is currently unavailable to book for cameos, so I couldn't see uh, a price. Oh, you're literally looking for yeah. Oh, that's disappointing. I mean, how much money he'd make if he did that, though? Like, really? You'd just be giving shit to everyone? Well, I mean, he, he's mode? on there, but I'm just saying, oh. you cannot book one now. You have to follow him to to be notified when he is once again available for booking <laughs> your cameos. Yeah. Damn. Also, according to his profile, he's 40, so that's pretty funny. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Sweet. But it um, is him. It is here. Next up here, we finally get that match that Vet's been looking forward to as Mark Briscoe, <laughs> Keith Lee, and Dustin Rhodes defeat Kip Sabian and the Workhorsemen. Yeah, don't you know they're a team, Chris? <sighs> True, Vet? Everything about this was wrong. Except for the part where my two two of my favorite wrestlers finally teamed up, Mark Briscoe and Keith Lee on the same team, and I will take Dustin Rhodes. If this is the a la carte thing and I ordered a Keith Lee and I ordered a Mark Briscoe 
and then it comes with like a like oh here this comes with a complimentary fruit cup and i'm like oh, okay i'll take a fruit cup that's <laughs> dustin cup. rhodes then <laughs> dustin rhodes hell yeah yes i'm pretty sure roddy piper called him that before wrestlemania <laughs> he probably did perhaps it's just a, a serendipitous <laughs> choice of words on my part but nonetheless um yes uh i love mark briscoe just give just put mark briscoe on television put mark briscoe on merchandise everything mark briscoe i've been saying this for years um i just don't see how he's not like a, a merchandising machine at this point um everybody loves mark briscoe adults love mark briscoe kids love mark briscoe um Chickens. wrestlers love mark briscoe fans <laughs> love mark briscoe everybody loves him it's it, he's the perfect guy and then you have keith lee there and he's limitless and you bask in his glory <laughs> and dustin rhodes is there too complimentary the natural so, bit. yeah so even the fact that you had you know anthony henry i mean okay sure kip sabian fine um was penelope out there i don't recall no she wasn't yeah what the okay so minus minus a little bit for that you know like if i'm doing a yelp review uh, maybe i'll have to take a star off for for that but but uh (laughs) but ultimately ultimately i was just excited and this match was basically exactly what it should have been it didn't last too long the good guys beat them up and won one problem with it if you want to take it out of the vacuum and look at the overall thing we just had a six-man tag match now granted it wasn't it wasn't uh a booked one like it was impromptu supposedly which is stupid in and of itself but i think isn't the ladies match the willow and emmy match isn't that next chris yes so if you would have just flip-flopped that like that would have been fine you have a woman's match buffer between the six-man matches or whatever uh but the problem with that though is that the main event's an eight man so it's i know that an eight man and a six man turned exactly the same thing and my mind went to the same thing as yours did why are we having six man matches back to back it's fucking stupid right like and Mm. again this is exactly and again this is another example where they, they had all of these fucking video things right next to each other at the start of the match it was just video 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 now we're gonna get into matches and it was like why the fuck didn't we break that up right have back to back you know videos from mjf and then jay white and then rather than going straight to uh, Kip Sabian next, why don't we go to the next match? And then we can run the Kip Sabian promo. And then we can do the next thing, right? But instead, we go six-man match, six-man match, right right back to back. And I think that the reason why they put that, uh, why they put Emily Soccer Star's match uh, as a buffer <laughs> there is to keep it from the main event because a six-man yeah. into an eight-man match, and they didn't want to take any of the shine away from the main event um, well, yeah. or or they could have just reordered the whole card to make sense and then we wouldn't have to worry about any of this but regardless they can't do anything to ruin this for me uh mark briscoe and keith lee on a team this is uh nine stars in the observer for me <laughs> oh nine that's a new record bit sweet mm-hmm. uh foggy <laughs> bow for the win um yes. and i completely agree with you about mark briscoe uh that guy i know he was injured they should have kept him on TV anyway. They they mm-hmm. should have been doing stuff. They, he's entertaining, man. If he's if funny. Swerve Strickland can send in a crime, I want to see a video from Mark Briscoe from home. Okay, literally from his own video, home, not Hangman's wife's video, home. Yeah, send me a video of fucking Mark Briscoe just like tending to the chickens. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. I'll take it. 
I'll take mm-hmm. that. Give me a 90-second video every week Heck. he's injured of Mark Briscoe hanging out with his fucking chickens. That's and awesome. And Papa Briscoe, too. You need Papa Briscoe in yeah. there, too, man. He's great. <laughs> and I'd like I, to I, point out that Mark Briscoe has some snazzy new gear, too. So he didn't just true. come back the same old Mark Briscoe. He had some nice, clean-looking-ass shorts, you know? <laughs> Pretty cool. You know? Not just the same old camo. It's cool. Right? True, true. That's yeah. actually good. good observation there, Vic. Mm-hmm. Good for him. All right. So next up, Mark Briscoe. Uh, this is, this is where thing. it gets even better. This is just yeah. like Christmas all at once right now. All right. Mark Briscoe backstage uh, after the win. And uh, he says he's been watching. He's been watching the show. And I'm sorry, Mark, <laughs> first of all. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, Jay White is an imposter. And he's not the real world champion. And I want to wrestle you Wednesday uh, for your shot at the world title uh, at at full gear, um, so I, I have well, I have now. I have two very different ways of thinking about this. First of all, hooray! I get to see Mark Briscoe in a meaningful match. But secondly, Mark Briscoe just won his first tag match in like four and a half months, and he's gonna get a shot to beat the guy number one contender, baby. The, yeah, he's going to get a shot at the number one contendership on Wednesday. <laughs> I'm looking forward to the match, but what <laughs> the fuck? Uh, Who cares? Yeah. It's happening. That <laughs> uh, is Love this company. Consistent. Um, <laughs> I see. You, you don't complain. You just... You just love it. He <laughs> just what loves I mean? what he loves and he hates what he hates. He's That's got his it. a la carte menu. And he <laughs> yes. Understand. Wrestling is fucked. There's no point in trying to enjoy it or make sense of it other than, you know, <sighs> you can only like what you like. There's, it's, it's so far gone. There's no helping it. They don't yeah. listen to help. They specifically don't want help. AEW, oh, WWE, Everybody thinks they know better. Okay. So they're not interested in ideas. They're not interested in help. They'll steal it and act like they came up with it. If they hear it, if they overhear it somewhere, but I'm fine with that. So I just have to find the enjoyment where I can. And if you tell me that Mark Briscoe and Jay White are going to be in a singles match, I don't give a fuck where it is. Give it to me now. Yep. I, I agree. Like I said, I've got two minds of this. First of all, what? And secondly, awesome. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> like you're gonna give me two guys who really get professional wrestling in a singles match with stakes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh Do the stakes make sense? No. It's still gonna be fucking cool to watch. Yep. Uh, and this was the first of a couple of interesting things they set up for Wednesday that I thought, okay, I don't know why, but cool. We'll get to that. Um, but not before we get to Willow Nightingale and uh, Emily Soccer Star having a match that lasted a really long time. Um, they talked quite a bit at the beginning. Go, go ahead, Vet. I just have a question for you, Chris. Go ahead. Do you prefer Freddie Mercury Emmy or Ojo Sama Emmy? <laughs> What the fuck is an Ojo Sama? <laughs> uh, it's like a like a haughty royalty type. Ah, um, <laughs> I, oof, 
That's a tough you, one. You, you love Mercury, fucking Amy, don't you? She, I got, that I gotta say, it comes with a mustache. That, that one it comes does. with a mustache. It does. I, I, I have a caveat though. If if we're gonna go back to to Freddie Mercury, Emily Soccer Star, I'm fine with it. <laughs> but then they have to shell out the money and get a Queen song. It doesn't even have to be a good one, but it has Good to be point. a Queen song. Like, I want it all. It's fine. That's fine. It, that, yeah. It, yeah, but that's Dalton Castle, Castle would be there. like, hey, right. but yeah. that's fine. If they give it to her, if he, if he doesn't, <laughs> yeah, something, anything. Okay. Yeah, yeah I like it. I, I like your thought process there. All right, continue. Okay. Um, one thing that I did love was... Uh, <laughs> fucking nigel on commentary to start oh he killed him man uh he said uh he said we have gotten word that um uh that the clam digger (laughs) has uh is is recovering from from his orbital bone surgery and uh while he's been out (laughs) he's created a uh a website uh specifically for those people who are recovering from orbital bone surgery (laughs) and and they went oh really and he goes yes it's a site for sore eyes (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and, and did you hear him earlier when he was saying what's a 69 is that a six is that a 96 tony he's got like that. a 96 uh, nigel's great i just anything where i don't have to listen to excalibur it's great but but nigel's well, like not on the show so i know i know exactly yeah. uh but nigel's great um they talked about how Emily Soccer Star is like a really great trainer of professional wrestlers. <laughs> Prove it. <laughs> Isn't she the one of them, Vic? Yeah. Well, that 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 tells you everything you need to know, right? Hikaru who gives Star. the Sheeta and uh, <laughs> the other Japanese girl who Kenny fucked. What's what's her name again? Oh, Riho. Yeah, that girl. They were both trained by Emily Soccer Star. Um, <laughs> I love how you call her Emily Soccer Star, but I must she's say that. not. She's not good. Um, Who Emily Soccer Star? She really isn't. Uh, <laughs> there were a number of things that she did in this match where I just went, "Okay, that could work, but not against Willow." Uh, doesn't make any sense to do that against. Oh, somebody speaking of Willow, like though, this. what happened to her? Da. I mean, she's recovered. It's it's yeah, little, it's still there a little tiny bit. Are you sure about that? On just one eye, yep. Okay. Like at one point, Emily took her to the outside, um, and then she did a thing where she whips her into the barricade, and then but she holds her arm and then whips her into the ring post, and then whips mm-hmm. her into the barricade, and then whips her into the ring post. That spot would be awesome if she happened to be wrestling Riho, who's like. <laughs> 87 pounds right that would be a really cool spot but when somebody the size and physical makeup of emily soccer star is doing that against somebody who's legitimately probably twice her size it just it looks really phony like unless she had done something like to say blind willow before she put that spot off or or somehow incapacitate willow so that it makes sense but like she did that against somebody who's twice her size. It would be like Rey Mysterio, like, you know, doing like a doing like four body slams back to back to back to back against Big Show. It doesn't make any <laughs> sense. Don't run that spot against that opponent. You have to know who you're in there with and make it make sense. Right. Um, yeah. Anyway, this match and, and went furthermore, on. Furthermore, furthermore, to that point, 
even if it's a case of like you know in, unless you're a big show and a ray mysterio for most people that are even approaching the similar size you try dragging somebody by the arm that doesn't want to go and see how well that works out for you yeah no again like and as somebody who watched like watched a lot and actually competed in mixed martial arts and boxing and stuff like that like you can't just be silly unless that's the point like unless you're doing something to be silly the silliness just looks really fucking fake and stupid. Um, and that's all I got out of this. Uh, people keep talking about Emily. I, I, I wouldn't, I would not let her train my daughters. If she said she would train my daughters for free in wrestling, I would say no, because I don't want my kids to be this stupid. Um, don't yeah, don't do it. So yeah. And this match just went on way too fucking long. Jimmy, um, I'm going to ask you to defend them talking about how amazing this this fantastic uh, Joshi wrestler is. Tell me all about how wonderful uh, the Joshi um, Emily soccer star is, please. And, well, Jimmy Crack Corn and yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, oh, yeah. All right, I don't care either. Let's move on. Um, Willow gets the win, anyways. Uh, next up, another thing that I was pretty excited about for Wednesday. We get to see Samoa Joe. He's backstage and he's he's feeling pretty all right about himself. And he's uh, he had a little shiner. Did you notice that? I did notice that, but you know what? Samoa Joe don't give a fuck. That's not a thing that bothers Samoa Joe at all. Um. Uh. Anyway, yeah, he's backstage there with Lexi Nair, and Lexi says, "You know, you're uh, you're you're coming up on a on on a record for longest reign with the ROH Television Championship." To which I thought, and he's defended it six times. Um, but uh, but anyway, it's cool. It's cool. And Joe's like, yeah, I, I've held this a long time. And I've beaten everybody that they've put in, in the ring against me. And uh, and then and then Keith Lee comes in and he's like, excuse me, sir, but that is incorrect. You haven't beaten me to which I thought to myself, but you haven't been in the ring yet. So Joe didn't tell a lie. He did, he did beat everyone who he's been in. The, but anyway, they're setting up for a match on Wednesday between Keith Lee and limited, Joe. Chris. <laughs> so I'm excited for that. Why does he get a shot at the T at the ROH TV title? Don't know, but because he walked in, but Keith Lee yeah. versus, but, but I mean, Hey, you put that on a fucking graphic, Keith Lee versus Samoa Joe. Yes, yeah, but please. Keith, he's gonna lose anyway, so he's still gonna be a really is good actually. No, 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 actually, Keith Lee will win. Actually, I'll take that back. It's about time Joe drops that, that championship, actually, man. So I'm all for Keith Lee winning. As a matter of fact, I think he will win and he'll be a mainstay in Ring of Honor after that, showing his limitless talents in Ring of Honor. I, I keep saying they need to announce for he is limitless after they announce his weight. <laughs> Because that's just the best. <laughs> that would be awesome. Uh, Weighing yeah. in at four hundred and twelve pounds, <laughs> for he is limitless. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Keith Lee. Anyway, vet, are you excited? I'm excited. Yes. Yay! I can't wait. And Jimmy, it's going to be the best dynamite ever. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I am excited for the forget. match on paper. 
yes. Okay, listen. There are a number of things that they've set up for Wednesday that look like they're going to be fun. But please do not forget. Do not ever forget from now until Wednesday. Keep it in your mind. This should be like Remembrance Day. This should be like Veterans Day. And you should always remember and never forget that MJF is going to face Daniel Garcia. Oh, yes. So. I can't no, they wait gotta, they my gotta balance it out somehow. Yeah. Hmm. They can't just yeah, give pal. us all this goodness and expect us to get away scot free. That's <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Anyway, it's time for the main event. Does anyone get the feeling we're gonna get a dance off between MJF and Daniel Garcia? You know that they're both capable of pulling that off. I've seen MJF do this stupid shit before. I'm hoping that Daniel Garcia does, starts a dance off and then MJF. Look, the lights go out and he starts doing his shit too and well, Garcia's doing this, you know what I mean? It's going to be, I'm telling you, television. Stop giving them ideas, Jimmy. I'm telling you, you'll see. You, there'll be a dance-off. That? All you need is Willow's there will, there will also be Jay White versus Mark Briscoe and oh, Keith yeah. Lee versus Samoa Joe for the Ring of Honor Television Championship. What is the Battle of the Belt? Damn near. <laughs> anyway, they've got they've got me. They've got they've got two matches on that card that I'm interested in seeing. So they've got me. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch. I'll be I'm pumped. I'll Even be watching. If the skirmish ends today. You will still <laughs> watch that on your own free time. Absolutely. No, I probably wouldn't. Uh, <laughs> anyway, the main event tonight is uh, like we said, it's an eight man match with FTR. And La Faction in Gobernobles uh, <laughs> versus Ricky Starks, uh, Big Bill, and the agonizing gates of Embassy Kingdom at something. I, the gates of agony. Uh, oh. Tia Leone and uh, Bishop Khan. Wasn't Tia Leone a model? No, really? Yeah, probably. I mean... You don't have to look that good to be a model in Polynesia. No, no, no. I'm can, talking about I a chick. See how, how this guy might have been a model. She was in well, Jurassic was Park actress? 3, Jimmy. Oh, that's it. She's an actress. That's who she is. Is she wrestling tonight? Uh, yes, she's tag team with Bishop Khan. <laughs> he, he didn't get a funny name. He just he just gets to be his own name here. Oh, I always thought it was a female. But anyway, what do I know? <sighs> All right. This match was a match. Um, it was. <clears throat> it was aggressively a match. Uh, there was wrestling in it. Oh, well, I don't know about mm. that. Let's, let's, let's calm down a little bit. I don't fucking know what to say about this shit anymore, man. It was a big fucking fucked eight man match, and it was just like everybody get your shit in, everybody fuck around. Uh, the announcers really tried to get over Big Bill for whatever reason, which. I like, but they're not going to do anything with it, so I don't know why they bothered. Um, I have a question, by the way. Um, now, I'm going to ask both of you in succession, so you both get to answer this question, all right? Um, and I want you to imagine a scenario where I'm the kind of person who doesn't watch Ring of Honor, okay? Imagine okay. that. Well, just, I, I'll, okay. I'll stretch my mental limits. <laughs> Set, just really go for it, right? I'll I'm pretend the kind I'm completely of guy... limitless here. I'll I was going to say that. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Well, okay. he's limited. That's right. Well, um, I don't watch Ring of Honor. 
Okay. I, I never have. I, I just, I don't fucking give a shit about ring of honor. Okay. Oh, I, really? I've watched a couple of things with like the Briscoes. Cause I know enough to watch the Briscoes cause they're great. Right. But other than that, I don't watch ring of honor. And, um, I also don't, uh, religiously follow CMLL or triple A. Okay. Just <laughs> imagine that I'm that uh. kind of, imagine that I'm that kind of person. Okay. Now I'm going to start with Jimmy. Who the fuck is Roosh? He's Roosh. Yeah, but don't talk to me about Ring of Honor or Mexico. Just right now, like, just what is he? I'm an AEW fan. <laughs> Who the fuck is Roosh? Uh, he's a bull. That's what he is. Okay, like a Mantar situation. <laughs> Look, you got to use your imagination. All they've told us is a bull and he rushes people. Okay. Okay. That's a that's, good answer. That's... So, so, so far, he's Mantar. Uh, that same question. I don't watch Ring of Honor. Don't talk to me about Ring of Honor or Mexico. Who the fuck is Roosh? Okay. Uh, a white bull. Oh, yes. Let's get yeah, that straight. Okay, that's that's different, man. You can't say Mantar was that. You certainly <laughs> cannot lay that um, a Mantar. Yeah. All right, so here's the thing: if you're forget about forget about Mexico, forget about Ring of Honor. That's irrelevant anyway. I mean, he was just brought into Ring of Honor from Mexico, and he basically played <laughs> yeah. himself there, and he's playing himself from there here. He's not any different. Uh, in Gobernable. Uh, that's the faction he's in now. It's a variation that's different. Uh, it's, it's a variation because of copyright reasons, right? For legal exactly. and copyright reasons, but essentially it's the same idea. They're ungovernable. So that means they can't be controlled. That means they're out of control. That means they're outlaws. So okay. he is an outlaw and he's a badass. Now here's another angle that I'll approach it from, uh, to appeal to you as somebody that may not have watched ring of honor or mexican wrestling but you are a little bit more than your average wrestling fan you do know a little bit more and you're a little more involved so roosh has a reputation which we've only heard like i don't know i never met him or talked to him or anything like that he's got, a he's got this reputation right <laughs> he's got this reputation of um not necessarily wanting to uh or playing well with others or wanting to do business or always being happy to do any kind of business so that gives him a certain not only does that Mistake. give him a does that give him a credibility to his gimmick of being somebody that's not going to follow the, everyone? <laughs> follow the authority um but it also makes for interesting uh ways to watch the match you know such as a jack perry match for example like it makes things extra exciting it's almost like when you're watching a sports game that has money on the line for you like it gives <laughs> it that extra layer of intrigue like now i'm so oh fuck what's rush gonna do now and that is who rush is if that's not enough for you i don't know but i will say this for me and i don't really need to say much more than this as far as my review of the match um this match was a fucking mess and I loved it. And if anybody got over in this match, it was fucking Roosh. And not That's just because, Roosh. not just because he got the fall and got the glory, you know, the, the, the glamour shot pin and all that other stuff, but just because of everything else he did, it was basically, this was designed to be like, okay, this guy is back. 
And if you didn't know who he is, you're going to remember him after this. Now, granted, everybody's going to say when it comes in that there was only like 300,000 people watching it or whatever, that that's irrelevant. But more people will see this than that because they will see clips of this. They'll see spots from this. Um, They may go back and watch the full match at some point. Um, And it was a good reintroduction for him being gone for a while, which I don't think we know why he was gone it could have been an injury if it was they never said like they kept that quiet uh whatever the deal was maybe there was something involved with the jack perry match perhaps he had the suspension to quietly Actually, that serve. was his last match true yes but there could have been you know I, I i don't even know if he would have the balls to suspend that guy um <laughs> but then again like i said this is just the reputation for all I know, he could be a perfect professional and always do business. I don't nah. know. I think he's all right. Like you can just see he he comes across as very edgy in real life. I think mm-hmm. you know what I mean. You don't act like that. I mean, you can be a, the best actor, but where there's smoke, there's fire, man. I mean, we've all heard those stories for quite a few years now. You know what I mean? It was a miracle that he even signed with Ring of Honor because he's another thing that he's known for is he doesn't like signing long-term contracts generally, mm. apparently. So, he but then he signed with Ring of Honor, which was a big deal at the time, you know what I mean, when he came from Mexico. But, no, it's true. I think he does have a reputation like that. Or he's everyone's playing up on it, you know what I mean, with him, and he's mystique, mm-hmm. you know. But he sure does look like a guy you don't want to mess with. He, he really does. He really does. Like that, oh, he looks like the type that will chop you up, literally cartel styles, man. You know what I mean? Like he, you like know what real. he looks. You, you know the attitude that seems to come off of him a lot. Like, and this is some, but this is some inside baseball stuff because I do understand wrestling better than I think the average fan. Right? He comes across <laughs> as the kind of guy who's like, okay, I'm jobbing to you tonight. Take it. <laughs> You're going to take it. Definitely. 100%. You're going to have to take it. I'm not giving you the win. You're going to have to come fucking take it from me. Um, And I don't know if that's just him being an excellent worker or him being really unprofessional. But whatever it is, it's entertaining. (laughs) I mean, it really (laughs) is. I like it too, right? And Mm -hmm. again, the reason why I'm asking this question, the reason why I started with, okay, tell me who the fuck Roosh is and not who the fuck Preston Vance is, because I couldn't give a fuck less about Preston Vance. I want to know where's Pedro Peligroso. As much as, as much, as much as Jim Ross was getting over, (laughs) Oh, that Preston Vance kid, he's got a good body. Great. Um, Nothing else going on for Preston Vance. Roosh came across like a star in this match. I don't Um, want Jalistico too, man. He's pretty. He's he's. I mean, he's fine. But they've got so many fucking guys in masks. I know, already. but no. Um, but he reminds me of a of a Mexican version of Bushi. Do you know what I mean? Because very similar. Like what the fuck it's is that Los Bernables are uh, from the Los Bernables de Japón. In other there's words, a de, there's a Japan. de Japón version of this group. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. This goes way back. I'm, See, I'm Naito kidding. started with these guys. I'm, I'm saying. I'm just like, fucking with you. With I know that. Um, <laughs> yeah, and Andrade. But, but honestly, Sombo. though, e- even in this match, <laughs> I got to say, it looked like uh, when Roosh was being asked to, like, um, sell for other people, there was a real sense of, like, okay, come take it. 
Like, okay, I'm going to sell for you for this fucking move, Ricky. Okay, then you better come fucking land something. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm not just going to fall down after you miss from three feet away from me, right? Like, you have to actually fucking do something to make it look like you're beating me. I really, really was impressed with how Roosh worked in this match. He looked like the star uh, during the whole thing, and he looked like the star at the end. Uh, not just because he got the pin, but because after he got the pin, FTR went for a handshake and he was just like, no, we're fucking yeah. awesome. Who the fuck are you? Um, Bad. Why do they want to like, touch everybody anyway? I'm talking I about just, FTR. I really hope that they give him something to explain who the fuck he is. Like, that, well, that's the problem. And you know what's sad? That's what, that's what I all those vignettes think... leading up to this were for. Right. Yeah. And they're probably for nothing vignettes. too. You don't but you remember know when they were in the boardroom and he was explaining exactly who he was? You don't remember that? <laughs> no. Actually, he did explain it about two weeks ago, wasn't yeah. it? About two weeks ago before the return. That's true. He did actually. But you yeah, know what? You're, you're saying you're saying you're saying, hey, I want to, you know, I want someone to explain to me who who this guy is. And Roosh is saying, come and take it. <laughs> he did. He actually did say that. No, Watch my really vignette, fucking, motherfucker. He really, really no shit. You're spot on, bit. He actually said it in those words verbatim. Come get it. Yeah. Like, literally, oh. come take it, whatever he said. Yeah, but it was along those lines. But you know what's sad? His potential, he's got, I think he could be a huge star in pro wrestling, but I guess his attitude is what holds him back. Yeah. And I mean, I've heard, like, I've heard interviews with uh, a few different people who have talked about his professionalism being a problem. Um, I don't necessarily trust Conan about everything that he says, but <laughs> uh, but I do kind of believe him when he says, look, this kid's hard to work with. Oh, did him, you hear the stories about with. that? Apparently, when you try calling him up, he doesn't answer the phone. He's very unprofessional that way. That's one thing Conan said, I remember, actually, on Keeping It 100. Yeah. I'm not. I don't. I don't exactly trust that Conan keeps it 100. Uh, maybe like <laughs> maybe like 90s. Maybe in the 90s, mid 90s, probably. I think Conan's pretty trustworthy, but he's also a wrestling promoter, so he definitely has some bullshit that he can spew out there. But I have heard from him that Roosh has some professionalism problems. But I don't need to worry about that as a fan. And I really liked what Roosh brought to the ring tonight. And the last time I saw him, he had. Easily one of the most entertaining matches I've ever seen on AEW television when he kicked the ever-loving fuck out of Jungle Boy Jack Perry. So <laughs> that was I'm a fan. He actually suspended Jack Perry. <laughs> so I'm a fan. Um, and I'd like to see where they go with them. I just, I would have, I really would have liked more leading into this. Um, and again, it's not like it's the end of the story. They could easily next week have a, you know, have him do like an interview segment or have him do more vignettes or whatever, where they're really explaining, okay, why should I care about this guy? What is his goals? Like what, why was he involved in this match was sort of my question is like, I see him as a heel. Right. Well, technically he's, it was from last week, wasn't it? When he's they the Mexican ran. Walter White, basically. Right. He's a, he's a gangster. <laughs> He's a, he's a Mexican gangster. He's the, he's the, you know, he's Roman reigns, but for Mexicans. Um, but like, why is he teaming with the face team against the heel team? Like, that's what didn't make sense to me. It was like, why is, why, why the fuck is he here fighting these people? Uh, but as, but as far as like the actual match is concerned, 
he was easily and unquestionably the star out of the eight people who were in the match. Um, and yeah, I- I'm hoping to see more of him and I'm hoping to see him do big things because he seems like a guy who I could get behind because he seems like a guy who's going to lay his shit in and make sure that the match looks like it's a fucking fight, which is I want to watch a match that looks like a fight. Like, that's what I want. I want a match to look like two people competing to win against each other. But uh, anyway, as far as the overall of this show goes, I'm going to give it a D. And it's it's really just because there was a bunch of people on tonight that I liked. Um, the actual formatting of the show was crap. And it, it felt like the thunderest of collisions. Just really, really secondary. But there was a number of people on the show that I like a lot, and it made it palatable for me. So it's going to get a D, um, not because the show was good, but because I'm sort of getting more and more into the vet's idea of a la carding wrestling. Hmm. And there was some people on the night who I liked. So going to give it a D. <laughs> it's Jimmy? Good, good, good move, vet. Yeah, I agree. A, a D. I wouldn't say an F, but it was border. It was close, but yeah, it's, it's, it was a weird show, man. Like it had a lot of the wrestlers that you want to see. It's true, but it was just, I don't know, man. It was meaningless. We had our 69 Partiki, which is stupid as stupid as can be. It felt like a pillow match, really that, that match, like with the boys and uh, Dalton, and the 69 crew in uh, the acclaimed. Really, all that was missing, they had a pinata. All we needed was pillows and feathers everywhere. But anyway, I digress. But yeah, so a D. And the main event to me was non existent. Yeah. It was like, a good, it was other a good than performance Roosh. from Roosh. Right. The match was just. It was just not. It was just Roosh. It was about Roosh. Whether that was by design, I'm not sure. Or Roosh took it in his own hands. If he did, great. That's what you got to do sometimes with this company to get noticed or not. Because <laughs> he might disappear again for the next 10 weeks. But in saying that, yeah. A yeah, D. It was, it's a weird D for me. It's a really weird D. Because there were moments of this, of this night where I was like, this is good. I like this. The match, for instance, between uh, Darby and, and Lance, Lance Archer. Right. Lance Archer was Best a good wrestling match. The, the performance from Roosh in the main event was a good performance, right? Like, if I'm if I'm booking, Roosh comes backstage and I'm going, good job, man. Everybody else, whatever. Put your shit on the goal. <laughs> right? Like, I, like whatever. Right. whatever. Lance and Darby, they both worked right? great, too. We've got to give yeah, them that. There's about three guys. Said, right? <laughs> the, there's, right. And, and also, I liked the segment with Samoa Joe. <clears throat> I thought that because I'm actually excited to see Joe and Keith Lee wrestle. On but paper, also looks great. I think, Samoa Joe is one of the best, like, he's one of the most believable motherfuckers in professional wrestling. I love Samoa Joe. And um, I love how smooth he is with his, with his talking, man. His promo game is so smooth that you take him serious because he's just talking to you. You know what I mean? But then there was screaming. 15 minutes like, of you know. Emily, soccer star, and Willow. <laughs> well. You know? And, we need a soccer star sometimes. Anyway, that, tell us if we're wrong. Uh, tell us what your letter grade is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Your opinions are subjective. Therefore, they cannot be wrong. However, I am going to go with a B plus. What? And the reason Uh, being, sure, the format was an absolute mess. When isn't it? And sure, there was a lot of meaningless stuff. When isn't there? 
but how often oh. do they parade out this many people that you want to see? And no, other than that one match, none of it lasted too long. Some of it didn't even last long enough. So, and even the match that was too long, I believe I got hung up in there and I don't know how long it was because I started watching it. Uh, I started watching the show during my break, but my break was over. So I had to stop there and I said, I'll finish when I get home. Then I skipped to the part that I thought I was at, but that may have been further than I was. So I'm not sure if I saw exactly how long the match is, but what I did see was something I'd never seen before, which is Willow went for a fat guy crossbody on Emi Sakura, who was sitting up. But when she sat up, she leaned forward and Willow crossbodied the crown of her head. It was glorious. <laughs> I've never seen that in my life. I'll never see the likes of it again, I'm quite sure. <laughs> because they couldn't have replicated that if they tried it 10 more times. And uh, so even that match had some entertainment value. So so because they fulfilled like all of my, um, my a la carte menu and gave me a complimentary fruit cup, I'm giving it a B plus. <laughs> You're such full of sheep, bet. <laughs> what? That, that has At least I exist. That <laughs> has figured out how to play professional wrestling. 2023. Yes. Just ignore all the bad. Ali that's what it is, man. <laughs> Me? Uh, that is the funniest B ever. There's a B plus. That's just a B. Oh. Uh, B plus. Uh, all right. You well, with that, with that man, said, with that said, oh, that tell people where they can find you. You can find me at Opinion Haver on all your favorite social media platforms. And you can find me at Opinion Haver on Twitch right after this uh, when uh, I will. I can give you more letter grades on things if you like. So come and say <laughs> hello and uh, chat with me there. Um, and then you can find me all over the uh, Hummy Media Group network. Um, got my <clears throat> next level. Uh, yeah, next level review every Wednesday, 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern. Thank you, Jimmy, for joining me last week. Uh, and oh, play some no, big Ray Hernandez, who should be back this Wednesday. Um, and we'll talk about the news and NXT. And then, of course, you can also find me every Monday on the Impact Attack, uh, which is still called the Impact Attack for now. But we'll be talking about <laughs> TNA this week, Brandon and myself. And that's going to be, if you want to join us live, 6.30 p.m. Uh, Pacific, 9.30 p.m. Eastern, uh, to hear about all the goings-on with TNA Wrestling which they just had turning point, and I'm not looking forward to having to watch that. But nonetheless, <laughs> I'll do it for all of you, the people. Um, and then, of course, check out Wrestling with Rip Rogers every Friday, and check out uh, Stevie Richards every minute of every day, uh, constantly posting videos, <laughs> posting more videos than, uh, than the number of minutes that uh, Emmy and Willow went last night. That was as long as, man, that match is true. All right, Jimmy, we're Maybe he do can one. do a what went wrong on the got crossbody <laughs> crown of the head. I'm, I'm giving him suggestions just last week, too. I forgot what match I was talking about but now, but yeah, I've thrown some suggestions. He said, nah, not yet. I'm not going to do that yet. I'm doing something else. And I'm like, nah. But anyway, um, you can follow me on the X at DJ Mass Effects. And also, you can follow us at the PWC Network. Like and subscribe right here at channelattitude.com with five bucks. Not only do you get the realest talk, you get the best talk in all of wrestling. Hamimediagroup.podbean.com for our affiliate shows. 
and the pwcnetwork.poppy.com for all of our shows. And uh, yeah, that's it for me. Right on. You can find me at all the stuff that these guys said. Also, I'm at ChrisAms1 on Twitter. You can go there to see everything I have to say about pro wrestling, politics, and whatever the hell, hell else comes to my mind. Um, for the vet, for Jimmy T, and for everybody in the chat today, thank you very much for being here. We appreciate you. We really do appreciate the audience. Uh, thank you very much for being here and being a part of the show. And uh, you can catch us here next week at the same time. Same bat time, same bat channel. Olay, motherfuckers! Peace.
PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to.